0: Going Linux, Episode 398, Editing and Managing Photos on Linux, Part 2. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy.
1: And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you're new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you valuable information and advice that will help you in Going Linux.
0: We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open-source applications and using them to get things done.
1: If you want, you can send us feedback at our email address at goinglinks at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 1-904-468-7889.
0: In today's episode, Editing and Managing Photos on Linux, Part 2. Hello, Bill.
1: Hey, Larry. <laughs> Long time no speak.
0: Yes. How have things been going for you? Uh,
1: work. Work and work.
0: Yeah. Other, other than work, <laughs> uh, doing anything fun?
1: Yeah. Actually, I, fin- I finally uh, uh, decided I couldn't live without Manjuro and uh, reinstalled my main machine. It's been working great. I had to download a new ISO, but everything works good. Uh, working well. But I do have a uh, two other uh, subjects I want to briefly touch on. Uh, Microsoft is driving me insane. Uh, I have a work laptop, and uh-huh. it's an older one. It's it's due to be replaced, but uh, it you'll say you have updates, so and then it forces you to update. <laughs> so it goes through all the update, and at the end of the update, it says uh this software the hardware is no cannot be supported by this update, please call Dell and then starts <laughs> up. Okay. So you're using it and you shut it down, and you start the next day and it and it says you have updates <laughs> And it goes through the same thing again and it says, yeah, this hardware is not provided by Dell, please <laughs> uh, please uh contact Dell etc, etc. So anytime I restart my computer now it says I have updates it tries to update uh, install the updates and then <laughs> tells me it can't do the updates and then starts the computer so it's like every hmm. time <laughs> so Oh, boy. I, I think IT is finally going to send me a new uh, laptop, but it's just like uh, – it, it's becoming almost humorous because it's like you have updates. We can't – we're installing your updates, but we can't install the updates. We'll start your computer. And so it's just over and over and over, and you're just like, I hate you. Can't there's, – there's just no way to say like you do not Linux. I can't be bothered with these right now type of deal. Yeah,
0: just hold these updates.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, hold these updates, but it just won't hold. It just has to go through that whole thing. And it's about a 10-minute process to get a computer, my computer up. And so, uh, you know, I've talked to IT, and IT is looking at it going, "Uh, what? Okay, we're going to probably have to send you a new computer. And the only reason I I find this hilarious is I actually have – the same model as my test machine, of course, running Manjaro. And it runs beautifully. I have no problem. It has some updates right now. And I just told it, I can't be bothered. And it says, well, we'll just sit here and be quiet then. Yeah. So anyway.
0: Exactly. Uh, I think I wrote about this in the book. Well, I know I did. Uh, Microsoft uh, oftentimes does this. And requires you, essentially, because it can't apply the updates that you need to stay secure. Uh, it, It can't update your computer because of incompatible hardware, which means you've got to buy a new computer, which, you know, for a corporation, maybe they can afford it a little more than the average person, especially if it's someone working for minimum wage or something like that. And You know, how old is this computer, Bill? I bet it's no more than three years old. Uh, It might might be four. Might. It might be four? Okay. Even at four, you expect your computer to last more than four years before it's incompatible with the update it needs to keep running.
1: It's an i3. I mean, it isn't like Mm -hmm. it's a Core Duo or anything like that. It's an i3, but it runs screamingly fast. Um... And I've had no issues running on um, uh, Linux on the machine. It, it, everything works. It's fast. It does everything. I mean, it's a 64-bit processor. I, I, I don't know what they've changed to make the hardware incompatible with Windows, but yeah, it's just it's just crazy uh, the, how um, that there, there's no way you know to just say look. Don't try to do these updates uh, because there's something wrong. I don't know if it's hardware. Yeah. They say it's hardware, but it could be software. You know, I can't. I, I'm not a coder. I don't. I don't know.
0: Well, it's 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 likely there's some hardware component that. Microsoft is no longer writing the driver for or supporting oh. with a driver. And so they just say, well, we can't do this update because we don't have the driver to update this. You know?
1: Yeah. But the, the, the my computer has the exact specs as that one. And mm-hmm. it's an I three has uh four cores, you know, um and it, and I'm just sitting there going, why is this outdated? I mean, there's nothing wrong with this. It's perfectly functional. I mean, just boggles my mind. So they're going to end up having to replace it. But I'm just saying they shouldn't have to. I mean, all it does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All it does is, you know, it has does, uh, does Word, Excel and some remote services, you know, for our internal uh, processes. Uh, so I, I don't understand why you need more than an i3 just to to connect there surf the web to get you know or, or whatever I mean it, it isn't like I'm playing uh, Call of Duty or uh, Crisis on or anything it's just a work mm-hmm. laptop
0: mm-hmm. so anyway yeah, exactly uh,
1: the other the other thing is uh, about the Microsoft uh, is they're you know you've heard that they've been rolling out this this um, Chrome browser uh, to call it their Edge and they've uh, well, apparently, RIT has since it's an enterprise you know, license, they can uh, hold that back. But uh, I've I've been have hearing people saying that one day they got up in the morning and there's a new Edge and they can't get rid of it, uh, and it was pinned to their taskbar. And they're like, well, when they started, they just said, no, I don't want to see how great this thing is, you know. But it's like they took the old Edge out, put the new Edge in on an update and then pinned it to their start menu and then tried to coerce them into using it. And I had one guy who's pretty particular about his computer and he was telling me about it. He says that, you know, it wasn't a, the end all and be all. He said, but it just bothers me that they can go in, uh, change out the uh, Edge uh, browser and then pin it to my start menu. And I said, I don't even use I use Chrome. <laughs> and I he, And he said when I uh, clicked it and it's like, what is this? And it, and they're like, uh, hey, look how great it is! It's faster, it's better, and it's like, no, <laughs> it's just. And he said, well, maybe I'll just go and install it, and you and you can install it. You can, but you have to go through some steps that uh, most people don't want to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I, me and Microsoft are just having a a, a, a week, I guess. So, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The, uh, and the, uh, this is more uh, on a more happier note, our 400 shows coming up.
0: Yes. Yes. This is episode 398. We have one more listener feedback and then we'll have our show 400
1: and we're going to, huh. do, something for, we're going to do something special for our 400 and, but we're not going to tell you until the end of the podcast. So yes. had, you got a reason, a reason to at least uh, listen to our, my annoying voice for a little while. Um, yeah so so, we'll mention
0: it at the end of this episode
1: this episode so
0: that you have a couple of episodes to think about uh, the the 400th show yeah and uh, we'll mention it at the end of the next episode as well but we we don't want to leave it you know till episode 399 because we realize not everybody listens to the episodes as soon as they come out
1: so just uh, I had to ask uh, Larry just before we started the show I said Larry when did you start going Linux? And your answer was
0: 2007.
1: So, 13. Yes, <laughs> 13 years. So, uh, just a, f- a fun fact, and we'll move on with our episode. Is that Larry's been the the one constant in <laughs> for 13 years? Yes.
0: So, Bill, let's start our episode
1: okay so larry after our last show on editing and managing our photos we wanted to focus on some specific applications that a person could use without a huge learning curve uh i did though there is a couple in here that would take a little bit more learning but we just throw them in there because even if you're new you could probably figure out how to use them without too much trouble
0: And yes, we've picked some of the programs, and by we, I mean you, that we think (laughs) a, a new or regular user could use. I'm sure there are others out there that you might think we should include in the show. Let us know which ones you would pick and you actually use and tell us a little bit about them and send that in. And we'll include that in our listener feedback episode.
1: Larry is using Ubuntu Mate, and I'm using Manjaro for our daily drivers, and all the applications we talk about should be available on both the distributions or any distribution you're running, including Fedora, Gentoo, Gen uh, or regular Arch, anything. So we, we've picked programs that you should be able to find on any distribution. So with that, I'm going to have Larry start with the first application that we are going to review.
0: Right. So that first application comes pre-installed in Ubuntu Mate, and it's called Shotwell. Shotwell lets you import pictures from a file, and an example of what it does out of the box is... It will import pictures from your pictures folder, all of those files. You can also import from an application. Once it's been imported, you can then pick the picture and use the built-in tools to enhance, straighten, and crop. If you do not like a change, it's as simple as right-clicking the picture and reverting the changes. Shotwell will also organize the photos for you using the meta tag information that is embedded in the photo. You can also rate your photos. Shotwell has other features that you can explore. If you're looking for an easy-to-use application that helps edit and manage your pictures, Shotwell might fit the need.
1: The next program is called Pix and it's pre-installed on Manjaro Cinnamon. This program will also let you view and make changes to your pictures. When you view a picture, it will also give you all the geeky details Of the image properties, Uh, when you want to edit a picture, you will select a picture. And then from the drop-down menu, you can select Edit File. You will will then be able to make the changes you want. Pix is a good blend of power and ease of use. If you like Shotwell, this might be a good application to also look at. The features are very close. And the interface is different from Shotwell, but not too different.
0: GwenView is another application that will enable you to work with your pictures. GwenView also has easy-to-use file uploading to services such as Google Drive, Facebook, Dropbox, just to name a few of the services that it can work with. This application tool is maybe a bit basic compared to the more advanced photo applications, but should take care of 90% of the things most people would do. The import and export features are one of the strong points of this application. So if you need to do a quick fix and then upload to Facebook, this could be the perfect application for you.
1: Our next application is Digicam, and it's a pro-level power user application that has more abilities than the kitchen sink. Think Photoshop level. If you want an application that can upload to a service, import, and handle just about any picture format you can think of, this program is definitely for you. It has options on top of options that I can't even begin to understand, Larry. I spent a happy hour just looking through it and well let's just say I'm not any smarter. It, it, if you are a pro level user, then give this application a try. Another point is that this program is available on Mac OS and Windows.
0: Yeah, when you talk about options on options, um, in this Digicam program is actually developed by the f- same folks who gave us KDE. Mm-hmm. And I find that a lot of the KDE-developed applications are very deep with options and settings, and you can do anything you want and as a result it can be very um time consuming to learn all the options that you have Uh, but the good news is you have all those options so that's a good thing
1: well one of the things that i liked about digicam is if if you're a windows user who is thinking about uh, moving your photo uh, business if you're a photographer and you're not quite sure if um you can use Linux to run your business if you're, you know, if you're in that line of business, is that you can actually test it out if you're running a Mac or um, a Windows. So you could actually be using Windows and getting comfortable with uh, Digicam and see if it works for you. And then when it is, when you go to Linux, it's still, you are you just walk right into it. Everything's the same. So I thought that was a, a huge benefit for this one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Darktable is the next application we'll take a look at. It has a slogan on its website that says the following. Darktable is created for photographers by photographers. This application has all the tools that a photographer could want when it comes to handling pictures. The interface is easy to understand for someone who uses Photoshop and can be used by any regular user as well. The interface for Darktable has many quality of life features such as being able to easily work with pictures. It has a bottom bar that allows you to quickly view and access the images you want. While this application has powerful user features, a regular user with just a little time is able to access all the tools. If you're looking to use an application that has the ability to grow as you learn more, Dark table could be what you're looking for. Yeah, one other thing, Bill, that Troy, one of our listeners, our minions, uh, sent in to us is an application called Entangle. And when you look at the Entangle website, it talks about the fact that you can tether your camera, control it, and capture photos. In a remote tethered way. According to the website, Entangle provides a graphical interface for, quote, tethered shooting, otherwise known as taking photos with a digital camera completely controlled from a computer. Their instructions for use are Entangle is easy to use. One, connect the camera. Two, launch Entangle. Three, shoot photos. (laughs) That sounds pretty simple to me. Um, Yeah. And some of the features, uh, you can trigger the shutter from the computer. You can live preview a scene before shooting the picture. You can automatically download and display photos as they are shot, which is great if you want to show them to the subject of the photo. So if you're doing portraits, showing them the photo as the, as the shot is taken is, is a great way to get the thumbs-up approval from them before you move on. And in addition, you can control all of the camera settings from your computer. It sounds like a really, really good application for professional or the near professional portrait photo shoot kind of person. And they've got lots of documentation on their website. And I haven't checked to see if it's in the repositories, but but if not, there are some nice instructions on how to download and install uh, Entangle, including they have a flat pack for it.
1: Well, now that you got me wondering, I'm actually going to go see real quick if it's (laughs) in Manjaro, Entangle.
0: Okay, and I'll do the same thing to see if it's in the repositories here. So I'm kind
1: of curious. It's, it's available in the a- AUR, so you could get it on Manjaro.
0: And for Ubuntu Mate, it is available in the Ubuntu repositories as a package labeled, as you would expect, Entangle. So it's available at least in these two Linux distributions within the software repositories. And I imagine that if it's in Ubuntu Mate, it's probably in any flavor of Ubuntu as well.
1: Yeah. So that's awesome. So uh, if you are interested in that software, you can grab it right from the repositories or the AUR, whichever one yep. <laughs> Whatever you're running. So... Larry, one of the things about Linux is there are many, many applications that handle pictures. Some are more advanced, some are more basic. These applications are just a small sampling of some of the offerings that users have. We encourage everybody to look and try different applications.
0: Yeah, and since we can't go over every application, let's provide some more names of applications that you might want to look for here are a few for you to consider. GIMP, G-I-M-P, or Glimpse, G-L-I-M-P-S-E. Glimpse is a fork of GIMP. And they provide a way of editing or even creating pictures in a JPEG or PNG or any of those kinds of formats. Not the scalable graphics format, but the pixel-by-pixel format. Eye of Mate. That's a great program that's provided with the Mate desktop, and it is a viewer of pictures on your computer. Gthumb, another uh, photo viewer that is part of the GNOME suite. Raw Therapy. We mentioned that in the first of these episodes, and that's one of your favorites to play with, isn't it, Bill?
1: It is. Of course, I don't know how to use half of it. But we have another one that's called Show Photo, and it's uh, spelled S-H-O-W-F-O-T-O. And basically, it's an image viewer. It's it's quick. It's easy. Um, The next one is you can get on the you can get any of these on any version of linux but uh some of them are more integrated better with the desktop and the next one is called k photo album and that is Let me a, guess,
0: that's a KDE application. How did you guess? The
1: K, the letter <laughs> K.
0: They put a K in everything they do.
1: <laughs> but uh, that uh, photo album application is supposed to be very good about even organizing even very large collections. So that might be one you want to look at, and then we have LX Image, and LX Image is a image viewer, and I believe it has some basic uh, like crop, straighten, you know, red eye um, fix tools in it. But I believe that one is usually on like a XFCE or um, desktop, if I'm not too mm-hmm. badly mistaken. Uh, I, I remember I've used it when uh, I think it was. A, Installed when I was looking at um, uh, Ubuntu Studio, I believe that was one of the programs that was installed.
0: Okay, yeah, so that it's probably XFCE and LXDE, and it's designed hmm. for a, a lightweight desktop uh, manager.
1: Yeah, and, and, and we hope that you that we have given you some ideas that will, will spark your interest in using Linux for pictures. If we've missed an application that you would like to, that you like to use, drop us a line in our next listener feedback, and we'll mention it. Uh, we always, always on the lookout for exceptional, exceptional applications. And like I said, there's so many, I'm sure we've missed some of the, uh, some great ones. So let us know if we've missed one of your favorites.
0: Yeah. Just like Troy did with Entangle. Uh, Entangle. Um, yeah. Okay, and before we end our show, we promised that we would reveal what we have coming up for the 400th show. Uh, Since this is our milestone, we could not have gotten this far without our smart and loyal minions, our listeners, and our contributors, and we want to make it a special episode. So, we would like our listeners to send in funny stories or stories about using Linux, whether they're funny or not. Uh, Share your success and your learning experiences. Yeah, in quotes, learning experiences, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've had a lot of those, Larry.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. You can record a show message as an audio file or just send in an email, whatever you'd like to do. We want you to be part of the show, so send them in and... We're on episode, this is episode 398, so you've got a couple of episodes to go. So whenever episode 400 is ready to go, uh, we will include your submissions.
1: And we're very excited to see what kind of feedback uh, that we're going to get. We really hope that uh, we get some funny stories and some stories of some successes and some failures and, or, as we like to say, learning experiences. <laughs> and so let's just celebrate using links to get things done.
0: And our next episode will be listener feedback. And if we get any learning experiences or experiences using Linux, we'll hold them for episode 400. But if you have other questions about applications, as always, uh, feel free to send them in as part of our listener feedback episode.
1: Until then, you can go to our website at uh, goinglinks.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe.
0: We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast community on community.goinglinux.com.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening. 73.